This is Very Public Affairs, the podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Very Public Affairs podcast. I'm Cameron Chu, Analyst at the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs, and today I'm joined by the Centre's Executive Director, Wayne Burns. Wayne's here to talk about his recent article titled Woke Corporation Limited. Hello, Wayne. Cameron, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. So to kick things off, could you please explain to our listeners, what exactly are woke corporations? Woke is the state of feeling uh, aware and alive to socio-political issues around social justice, equality, uh, probably what would be called a, a positive agenda uh, or a progressive agenda. It includes action on climate change. It includes embracing the racial injustice that exists around uh, the world in many places. And it also recognises that many groups in society have been marginalised over a period of time, over, over many years, over you know thousands of years. So it's a term that started in the African-American community in New York to describe being aware and engaged with social injustice issues. And it's becoming in use in a popular vernacular for that uh, since then. Probably it is a term of derision in some quarters. It can be seen as a term that is quite negative. So being woke is like, oh yeah, you're, you're woke. It just, just means you're part of a trend. You know, you jumped on the bandwagon to embrace social, socially progressive issues and you're engaged and, and you advocate around them. So that's, that's what the general meaning of, of woke is in our popular discourse. That's a very interesting development. So just building off that, In your article, you make a reference to Friedman's maxim that the business of business is business. How then does a certain level of wokefulness reflect today's business of business? Friedman from the Chicago School of Economic Thought, Milton Friedman, famously said the business of business is business, which is anything that's extraneous to maximising returns to shareholders is really outside the remit of uh, businesses. So he would have seen, uh, at least back then, corporate community investment or companies engaging in advocacy around socio-political issues such as uh, racism, even poverty, gender equality, uh, diversity. He would have seen that outside the remit of business back then when he made the comment. It'd be doubtful, actually, whether he would say that that mindfulness in companies about uh, social issues and socio-political issues is outside the remit of business today because the data and consumer trends, expectations of employees, of uh, governments and regulators, that corporations need to be part of the community in which they operate. They need to be sensitive to the communities in which they operate and they've got to be sensitive to the issues that can get in the way of them returning equity and returning revenue to to shareholders. And if, for example, if a workforce is disengaged because they perceive that their workplace is not diverse, that it's not fair, that certain groups of customers um, or of clients are consumers, are marginalised, if they think their company that they work for is unethical, that's a problem. They're not going to be as productive. They're not going to hang around as much. Um, There'll be less people wanting to go and work for that uh, company. So, If you look at the maxim of the business of business is business, then what some would call wokeness is the business of business these days. Corporations need to understand, need to be sensitive to the environments in which they're operating and the preferences 
of important stakeholders, including consumers, including employees, including legislators, governments, and importantly, including investors as well, because there's a whole class of investors, especially pension and superannuation funds, that are very sensitive to the social performance of corporations, to what has become known as the ESG, the Environmental, Social and Governance Performance of Corporations. Uh, So ESG is central to a lot of companies being able to raise funds and finance and to also to certain classes of investors even looking at that company to invest. So the business of business these days is for a corporation to be sensitive to ESG issues and to have clear ESG policies and targets and to report against those. Research recently shows that 36% of consumers globally have punished a company or have been disappointed by a company and therefore have changed their custom from that company if that company has seemed to offended them uh, and offended their expectations around ESG. And that's a very sizable number. And the research has also showed in markets like Australia, there's high distrust in corporations. And a way to bridge that distrust or to build trust is for companies to do what they do well, but to do so in meeting very high ESG, environmental, social and government standards and expectations. It's fascinating how things have changed. It appears that the corporate world has also seen change through the rise in environmental, social and governance standards. I've noticed you allude to this in your article. Could you just explain what the impact is when elected officials ask corporations to, quote, stick to their knitting, particularly around policy issues that may be contested? The expression that some public officials, elected officials, uh, ministers of governments uh, mean when they say stick to your knitting, which is stay out of public policy or stay out of politics. The whole community is involved in politics as, uh, as voters, as participants in the marketplace idea. So telling someone to stay out of politics is, um, is really out of touch. And when you consider the the role of the modern corporation, the modern corporation is very much involved in in politics in terms of having public policy positions on their industry, on the goods and services that that they may uh, generate and manufacture, on standards in their workplace, on diversity, on uh, climate change. So really stick to your knitting means you butt out because we don't think you have a role. But even though corporations are unelected, they do have a role. They do pay taxes. Uh, They're encouraged and pressured by their employees and other stakeholders to have a view and uh, to advocate that view on issues that are increasingly got to do with uh, societal issues such as uh, racial injustice, such as the uh, the rights of Indigenous uh, people and governance, such as climate change, such as diversity as well. So stick to your knitting really uh, indicates that uh, whoever may be saying that really doesn't understand the modern corporation, doesn't understand the role of the corporation. And what they're really saying is give us money um, when we ask you to, when we come knocking on your door as a corporate uh, donor, but keep your mouth shut on anything else. And look, the world has really moved on from that very outmoded and very outdated view. You are listening to a podcast from the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs, a membership-based organisation comprising companies, industry associations and government departments across Asia-Pacific. The Centre works with its members and other entities to apply best practice to extend their social licence to operate. The Centre develops and delivers executive education globally, conducts research and provides specialist consulting services. 
Moving on now to current challenges facing modern corporations. Who would you say are the main stakeholder groups pressuring boards and senior management teams to embrace ESG policies and targets? The main agitators or advocates for corporations to identify and then advocate on public policy issues and and social issues are primarily employees, followed by investors. And it's not just ethical investors, the the big uh, pension funds and big superannuation funds and big hedge funds as well are encouraging companies to get more involved in the marketplace of ideas in the uh, the public square and to use their platform and to use their voice uh, to advocate for issues that are, may benefit society but are also good for business. Also, as well as employees and as well as investors, other stakeholder groups, uh, civil society groups, corporate community investment uh, partners and customers increasingly as well. And customers are pressuring organisations or influencing organisations in two ways. One is if they're a customer of a company, they are voting with their wallets in terms of the products and services that they consider to be ethical and for companies who are actually taking a stand. And they're also influencing by refusing to do business with companies that don't take a stand that uh, refuse to advocate and especially it's not just younger customers it's just not um, it's not the kids out there doing it the baby boomers especially are very sensitive to ESG performance and ESG issues uh, Gen X Gen Y across the board and it's not only in countries that are developed you're finding the developing world this is also a trend also. Given ESG standards apply to not only developed countries, but the developing world as well, would you say then that woke is the wrong term being applied to why corporations are getting more involved in advocacy, particularly around things that have traditionally been viewed as social issues? Woke is probably not the best term to apply to what essentially is ESG, environmental, social uh, governance focus. And ESG is, is not a bolt on it. Good ESG or good corporate responsibility that's manifested in ESG performance is about how a company is managed. Uh, a corporately responsible company isn't a company that has lots of programs and, and partnerships, donate lots to NFP and charities. I mean, that, that's important. Good corporate responsibility is the way decisions are made, the way companies are managed. And good ESG, ESG performance is a manifestation of managing your company responsibly. So woke is is probably, you know, if this company is woke, it's probably framed in quite a negative term. So wokeness, is a corporation woke because it's very alive to ESG issues? Not necessarily if those issues um, also intersect with the business interest of the corporation and help sustain return to shareholders over time. So I probably wouldn't be talking about the woke uh, corporation. I'd I'd be talking about corporately responsible corporations or high-performing ESG corporations. I I guess it doesn't matter in a way. Very few corporations would put out an annual wokeness uh, report. And woke may be one of those expressions that um, may be here this year in a couple of years, maybe off the radar. But ESG has been around for a while and corporate responsibility in terms of managing a company and governing a company has been around now for a good uh, 30 years and, and it's not going anywhere fast. Now looking towards the future, where do you see the trajectory of the woke corporation going, particularly over the next few years? And with that, do you see any new developments for businesses to better engage stakeholders and manage issues? 
I think we've reached a stage in the last 10 years where most corporations are what we at the centre call stakeholder corporations. They're corporations that have a defined uh, set of stakeholders, who and which they engage with in order to keep the way clear to do business and add value to their business. Stakeholder corporation also includes the concept that a lot of stakeholders will deal their own selves into your issues and into your agenda, whether they're customers or shareholders or not, whether they're regulators of your industry or not. Because we're all self-publishers via uh, social media, there are a lot more stakeholders out there who deal themselves into issues because they're passionate about them or they just want to have a bit of a grumble or they don't like the type of industry that your company is in. So that's what we call the stakeholder corporation, that good corporations who want to keep the way clear to do business, who want to sustain their social license to operate by high performance around ESG uh, targets, issues. They are the corporations that, going into the future, will continue to have ESG issues very high in their thinking when making business decisions, in planning strategy 5, 10, 15 years out. And they're the type of corporations who are also going to be very sensitive to ensuring that potential employees and existing employees are very aware of their ESG performance. In the war for talent and coming out of a, a pandemic, that war is going to, we think, intensify even further for big corporations. And that war for talent, people of all ages, and especially younger people, are very sensitive to ESG issues. And good ESG performance is certainly going to be a competitive advantage for, for corporations who want to be hiring the best and the, and the brightest, uh, especially in Europe, Oceania, uh, Australia, South America, uh, North America and, and some parts of Asia and in Africa. So sort of watch the space because ESG isn't going away. It will become a more important uh, consideration for many groups uh, in society and not the least employees and consumers. If you haven't got good employees, you can't deliver to consumers. And if you haven't got consumers who won't do business with you, your chances of surviving your business in the future are very dire indeed. Just to finish off, what companies do you see as applying the best ESG standards? And what do you think makes them stand out? It's pretty clear that some corporations have been doing so for a long time. And by omission, I don't mean to offend any corporations, but those that come immediately to mind are companies like Unilever, companies like Marcus and Spencer, Walmart increasingly that, you know, 20 years ago was almost satanic among many stakeholders talking about ESG performance. You've got corporations like Westpac and BHP. You've also got corporations in the, uh, in the United States like 3M, for example. These are the companies that over many years have been very high ESG performers, but they're being joined very quickly by you know, hundreds and hundreds of other companies who just see managing and operating their businesses in an environmentally, socially and governance sustainable manner is just good business. So a thousand blossoms are blooming. It doesn't mean that all companies, all large corporations are meeting or embracing SG or meeting their targets. But those that have have shown the return to shareholders over time that it's a, definitely a, an option and a sensible option to growth and sustaining returns to shareholders. Thanks for your insights, Wayne. And thank you for everyone listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Very Public Affairs, subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. 
For more, visit the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs website at www.accpa.com.au.